0: Hey, everybody, Christian Pedersen here, joined by Dan out. Welcome you back to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. We've got a mailbag Wednesday to get to Dan. A bunch of questions rolling in on the Twitter. People like uh, hitting us up for all the access and information to your NBA knowledge, brain, your college superstardom, um, and everything in between, and all your great analysis you provide. Let's get straight to it. First one this week coming into us from someone on Twitter. They want to know, what was your favorite memory of your time playing at Gonzaga?
1: Wow, there's a lot uh, of great memories. Um, so for me to pick just one is extremely hard. So I'll give you a couple quick ones, and I'll I'll try not to expand too much on any of them because uh, I don't want to bore the listeners with too many details uh, and too many stories. But uh, the few that come to mind is uh, junior year going to the Sweet 16, uh, where we beat Virginia on a Casey Calvary Tippin. Then we beat Indiana State in the second round. Those two games were in Memphis. We did not fly home after winning two games in Memphis to Spokane. We did, ended up going straight to Atlanta from there, where unfortunately ran into a buzzsaw of a Michigan State team. But that whole kind of end of the season stretch as a junior was, was a tremendous memory. Uh, two memories from my senior year uh, would have been a game winning three on New Year's Eve at St. Joe's. Greg Heister on the radio and TV call there was a, a fun one to remember and look back upon for me for sure. Um, but the Pepperdine game at home where we won to clinch uh, the WCC title, uh, it was the first game that ESPN broadcast live from the old McKennel, um, the the Martin Center. Uh, Jay Billis was on the call. Uh, the first night that the the students camped out uh, in kind of the lobby area of the Martin Center, uh, and then when we won, fans stormed the court. Uh, all around, tremendous day. It was Senior Night. Uh, it brings that would have brought back a ton of memories as well.
0: We had a bunch of questions come in, uh, poking at the transfer portal in different directions and kind of wanting to know a bunch about it. But it seemed all boiled down to like. What's going on here? Is some of this is all of this just bad blood? Are these players you know leaving angry at these schools, or is some of this just becoming business uh and bottom line hunting or for these guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are gonna be some instances where it is bad blood, you know, maybe they were recruited um with a thought of a role in mind or or a, a opportunity that never came to fruition. And so the player is uh disappointed and and wants to move on and is angry about it, but Uh, A lot of it, I think, is just uh, business as usual now in the world of college athletics. Um, I I think, you know, you have a finite time in your career that you want to make the most of it. Um, And if you're not happy with where you're at, whether it's playing time, whether it's career development, chance to play at the next level, whether it's nil opportunities um you know you, what you're seeing is a lot of players up and move to try to find a better situation better spot um you see it in the pros all the time and college is becoming uh to a certain extent that type of approach um in regards to the nil you know business as usual there are a lot of players that were promised something in nil when it became an option those nil promises now they aren't true promises because they were they're they're uh, essentially verbal agreements. but you know, hey, we think we can get you to this and Nil money. never came to fruition. So a lot of times players will leave thinking there's a better Nil opportunity uh, at another school. Um, and so I think you're seeing a lot of that as well. But you know, I think a big part of the reason there are so many transfers though, is too many players, go to the name of the school or the level of the league, the name of the league, as opposed to fit. And especially early in a player's career, you need fit, a fit where you're going to grow as a player. And hopefully that also means fit for playing time to get yourself um, moving in the right trajectory for your own career uh, to maximize the opportunities for NIL while you're in college, but also to maximize what most players think of the opportunity to play at the next level for themselves. So, you know, I I think uh, much of this player movement is, uh, you know, business and it's now business as usual.
0: With so much uh, focus on the transfer portal, I think some of it is getting overlooked. Uh, We had one of the questions coming about high school recruiting is what's up there. We, we don't need necessarily the full uh, uh, down to the, you know, sophomores and freshmen that they're looking at, but any big movement on the high school front for Gonzaga?
1: Well, I think in general, um, I personally think the best programs and Gonzaga is included in this. Obviously, uh, you have a holistic approach to your recruiting now that the transfer portal is so unbelievably important. And you can get experience, you can get skill and you can get talent um, that has already played at the level uh, that that you're at in a hurry. Gonzaga has done that uh, a decent amount in recent years. Um, But they really did that this year with a couple guys in Ryan Emhart and Graham E.K. Um, So there's a little bit more talent to mold in this year than maybe in years past. But I I don't think it's going to be a huge transition, Um, you know, but to go back to part of who Gonzaga may be focusing on. I I still think there's going to be a short bit longer where they, as well as other coaches, are focused in on this transfer portal to finish off the roster for the upcoming year while they're keeping an eye on uh, the younger high school group uh, that that they want to target. They want to spotlight. You know, the current seniors in high school, so players that are graduating this June in a month or so are the ones that were squeezed uh, more than anybody else uh, in recent memory because of the extra COVID year that was granted and because of uh, the freedom of transfer. Um, Quite frankly, a lot of college coaches would rather take uh, a player with a little bit of experience, maybe a little bit of baggage, maybe the ability to kind of hold over uh, that player's head like, hey, look, it hasn't worked out in these other two places. You come here, um, you know, it could work. Uh, they can hold that over their head a little, a little bit, and, and you know get them to perform in a, in a manner and fit to a role that they want, as opposed to hoping that a high school player will um, improve and be functional uh, at the college level within a couple months, which is a lot harder than many people think. So that that senior class has been been squeezed a little bit. Um, it's the junior class and the sophomore class that it's going to start balancing out a little bit. Uh, I do know Gonzaga has a number of offers out there for some sophomores and for some juniors. Um, The one player who I think is their priority target. uh, Now I don't have, you know, specific wording from a coach or anybody that this is their first target. um, But a player that, that obviously I do know is a target and rightfully so, because he's a darn good player uh, is zoom Diallo out of Tacoma, uh, Curtis high school. Uh, They won, back-to-back state championships now uh, at the 4a level in Washington Uh, he's a point guard with good size good athleticism his skill level has continued to grow Um, and so I I think um, you know he is their target Uh, he was on a he took a a recruiting visit last season Um, and so I I think they're waiting to hear um, if if he's going to decide to become a Gonzaga Bulldog. Uh, if he does, I think that's a, another uh, great addition because he is about a top 15, top 20 player. So he's a he's a all-American uh, level type player in high school. And so I would imagine that, you know, without being told he's our top target, um, I, I would imagine that he is. But there are some other really good players that Gonzaga's focused in on. Um, and, you know, with how recruiting goes these days, um, just because a player... Um, doesn't list a school in their recruiting list, doesn't mean that there isn't something quietly going on that, uh, you know, might be a surprise commitment or two down the road. Love to
0: hear it. We'll keep our eyes out for that. And a bunch more, you can follow us at fan nation zags on social. That's where you can also hit us up with your questions to have Dan Dickow answer them on another mailbag Wednesday. Thank you very much for tuning in. Dan, talk to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to it as the spring rolls on.